This is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand, and we're on live this afternoon. Well, at least this afternoon in Arizona. It's about 5.30 here. And it's getting in a really great weather here, about 80, 80 degrees outside, which, of course, is wonderful around here. And uh, finally, getting below that 100, 100 mark. Today, we are really happy to have a group. Uh, this guy writes a Chronicles of the Hip Hop Legend Literary Series. It's a teen magazine. And what's great, of course, is that he's taking ideas uh, from you know, everyday life and being able to uh, apply it to fantasy fiction. And uh, it helps kids to you know to relate to the story, and uh, of course um, uh, allowing them to read something they they would understand. And this is getting kids to read, which of course is something that we're definitely into here at KWOD Radio. So uh, we're going live. Are you there? I'm here. So is this Edie? This is me. How are you, Patty? <laughs> Good. Good. So, how, how does that? Uh, you're not going to give me your full name, are you? Well, that uh, sure. I, I can absolutely give you my full name. My 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 full name is Derek, but I I write under the the uh, pseudonym Dee Dee Turner. But Derek is fine. That that that's perfectly fine. There we go. Okay, so it, <laughs> that makes it easier to say than Dee Dee. That's I hear you. That's weird. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, Derek, I know we we got your questions back, and we wanted wanted to follow some of this because I think it's interesting what you've gotten into. But before mm-hmm. you do that, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Sure, sure. And if I may, I would just like to make a quick correction too on your um, you know very pleasant and gracious introduction. Um, my name is uh, is a uh, or I write under the name Dee Dee Turner, and I am the author and a creator of a, a fan, of a hip-hop fantasy fiction literary series entitled The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend. So so it's actually not a magazine. It's actually a full-on um, novel literary series with uh, currently with, with two installments, um, you know, that have been released um, for The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend. But, yeah, my name is, uh, like I said, my name is Dee Dee Turner, The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend. I'm originally from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I, I like to think that my experience in Brooklyn, New York, being a um, uh, 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 a kid that was uh, born in the 70s, raised in the 80s, and became an adult in the 90s, I've had the opportunity to truly uh, experience the hip hop culture uh, in all you know aspects of its um, you know of its lifespan to current. And uh, this is particularly important because of you know I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, which um, New York City is the birthplace of uh, of hip hop. But what uh, brought me to to write or, or to be interested in, in writing about um, uh, or bringing this story to life, the chronicles of a hip hop legend, was first off my love and support of the culture of hip hop, and then as I got older, an interest that I had in reading, particularly fantasy fiction. Um, so I figured it w- it would be a good opportunity to sort of merge the two together. Uh, and come up with a series like the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, which um, 
you know, is a, is a realm that has been explored um, prior to the chronicles of a hip hip hop legend, and that is, you know, hip hop and fantasy fiction. But um, the chronicles of a hip hop legend actually started out as a comic book series that was um, printed and distributed in the New York City in the New York City area in the early 2000s. Um, it was done by myself and two business partners, one of which I still have as a business partner named Chaz Stat, and he actually, um, you know, helps me run the publishing company for the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend. But Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend started out as a as a comic book series, and um, you know we had a good run for about three years, went on a hiatus, and when we decided to come back, our creator, director, and co-creator of the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend fell. Um, um, really ill, and it was something that he couldn't recover from. So he ended up passing away in 2007. Um, and then in 2000, um, sort of towards the middle of 2007, when you know it wasn't looking, um, you know his recovery wasn't looking promising. You know I wanted to, to think about how I would be able to continue with the series, but do it in a manner that would, you know, be able to complement the series and we would be able to continue with the depth of the story. And I can't draw one bit. So, I, you know, I, I've, I've written over the years quite uh, quite extensively. So, you know, I figured writing and putting it into a novel series, particularly being that it hadn't been something that had been explored previously, just seemed appropriate. So, um, you know, here we are. Here we are. Um, you know, five years later, you know, two installments, and a third one currently being worked on. No, oh, that's really awesome. So I, you know, I called it a movement uh-huh. because I think that's what you're getting into here is is you're trying to get you know, obviously your love for fantasy fiction, but it, it's also that the kids I think can relate to that genre, perhaps right. better than others. Right. Right. Is that why you picked it, or because you just were you loved it yourself? Well, I, you, I mean, I, I think. You, no, you're right. Uh, you know, I think fantasy fiction just seemed to be a bit more appropriate because, you know, part of the things that I realized and one of the things that I've already, o- always appreciated about the genre of fantasy fiction is that, you know, <laughs> in terms of creativity, nothing just seemed off limits. You can literally go anywhere that you would allow your creativity to take you. There was, you know, no sense of inhibition. You know, nothing was too crazy. Nothing was too magical. Nothing was too... Uh, whimsical, you know, so I figured that, you know, given the, the sort of the unparalleled his, history of uh, of hip-hop, I, you know, I, I sort of laid out a premise for myself and I said, you know, what what would happen if, if in fact, you know, the, the hip-hop culture was, you know, the seeds for the hip-hop culture were laid, um, you know, were sort of sold, I don't know, several thousand years ago during... Um, Ancient, you know, an ancient civilization that was thriving in Africa. So that sort of created the premise of Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, and of course, the, the story unfolds in the, in, the, in the present time as it, you know, as it relates to hip hop in the present time and how children of today sort of perceive the culture and how they enjoy it. And um, but at the same time, we have an opportunity to sort of reach back. Um, you know, in the past to sort of, you know, tie the two together. And then, you know, it, it also allows us to be able to sort of bring certain aspects of his, history to light and then also use it as a platform, you know, to uh, ex- express the importance of education and things like that. And all of that comes across 
in just the day-to-day life of the main character, Chris Ellison. Well, that sounds awesome. You definitely told it very well here. Yeah. And uh, we definitely stand behind that kind of inspiration. Absolutely. And so uh, you've gotten into the into the schools. Have you taken some of these books and, and uh, you know, maybe some of your old uh, uh, the comic books and gone into the schools and talked to them? Well, we have. It, you know, it's interesting. Some years ago, we did we, we did have the opportunity to sort of get into the New York City Board of Education with the comic books and, and put together and even pitch a um, a curriculum integration that um, the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend will serve as the basis for this curriculum integration, but it it, it didn't go anywhere because Wong, which was uh, you know our business partner, he started to to fall ill, so you know we couldn't really proceed with that. And then you know a hiatus, you know, would sort of throw us off track a little bit. But as we get him back, we've had an opportunity. You know, in terms of with this uh, literary series, we've had an opportunity to attend several book, um, uh, you know, book events, uh, uh-huh. public book events where people have stopped by the table and expressed, you know, considerable interest in what we're doing and, you know, how important, um, you know, it, it, it sort of it plays in the development of, of young adults and, and teenagers in terms of their reading. So, you know, we, we, we appreciate that, and that's one of the things that, that we're, we're looking into as well is just, you know, being able to get with the right people and, and, and making sure that, um, you know, we have some sense of uh, creative control because oftentimes, you know, the idea is good on paper, but then once you get to, um, you know, the bureaucracy that are yeah. late, you know, they, they sort of <laughs> want to start changing things around that to, to suit the school. And let me just say this also, that the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend is absolutely a clean um, you know, family-friendly read. So if parents have ever, okay. you know, leave their, their teens or, or young adults with the book, they don't ever have to worry about, you know, <laughs> their, right. their teens reading any type of uh, bad material. You know, we put a disclaimer in front of every book, too, that that that, uh, that suggests that the book is, is free of any of uh, suge- that suggestive material. Yeah, uh, urban fiction sometimes has uh, creative language, should, yes. should I say. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And that's 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 precisely the reason why, you know, in our disclaimer that we put in in the in the in one of the front pages of every book, it finishes by saying, you know, this is not to be considered urban, um, you know, urban fiction. Right. You know, right. it's it's we like to consider it hip hop fantasy fiction, and you know, we hope that at that point, parents are are, are able to see, or even you know, adult readers are able to see that. It, there clearly is, you know, a, a distinguishable factor, and just because it's, you know, it has hip hop emblazoned across the front of the cover, it doesn't mean that there has to be suggestive material in it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That, and of course, that helps you get into the schools as well. Mm-hmm, it's right. you know, people who need to be open-minded when they when they see something like that, and being able to look at it themselves and discern, hey, right. this is just some good material. This is something you know, with, with messages, you know. Right. That's right. It's just not uh, not the same type of stuff. Street lit is street lit. That's so. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, I'm going to let everybody know now uh, that guest call-in number is 714-242-5145, and we're taking questions. I keep asking questions, but, you know, I don't have to be the only one talking to them. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I know you guys are there. I can see you. So, you know, there's no getting away. <laughs> well, I can, I can, you know, while while people are calling in, hopefully people will call in. I'm happy to, to, to field any questions that, that anyone has. But I'd like to also offer that, um, you know, right now people can, can visit um, the website. I'm sorry, people can visit the website for the book. It, it's uh, chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com, um, the way it's spelled is the is the or the way it sounds phonetically <laughs> is the way that is spelled. So chronicles of a hip hop legend dot com. And then currently we're running um you know a promotional um you know program on the on the site where um if you purchase the first book you get the the, the uh, advanced reading copy of the second book for free. So that's two books for fifteen dollars plus the cost of shipping. And um, because we haven't actually um, released the, the published version of the second installment yet, it, it's, we're, we're sort of holding off until holiday season to give parents, a, a, you know, a, you know, an alternative to, to toys to, to give their maybe a, a, a literary series to give in place of toys, something that's that's truly stimulating. But um, right now, if they visit the website, they can, um, you know, pick up those two and take advantage of that sale. And also, you know, if you just want to sample the book, we have a, a, an excerpt from the first book available, so you can actually read five chapters from the first book, you know, uh, at your leisure. They're downloadable, um, so you can go through it at your leisure and, and sort of uh, test the water, so to speak. I did already put that uh, website of yours already on the chat, so mm-hmm. for those who are listening can uh, go down further on the page, and underneath there is a chat. And you guys can see uh, chronicles of the hip hop legend dot com slash index dot htm, and that's right. taken directly from his website. And of course, he's got some jazzy stuff going on there. In the beginning, you have to go uh, into the page in order to be able to get to the meat of his uh, website. But definitely do so because it's it's definitely a, a unique uh, experience getting on his website. Yeah, and and you know we we uh we we totally subscribe and 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 you know effectively utilize the whole social media thing now too. So, um, you know if I may, Patty, also you can scroll to the bottom of each page, and there's widgets on the bottom of each page. There's a Facebook one, so you can follow us on Facebook or become fans of the Facebook page. And we're really growing. We're we're nearing um, five thousand fans, which is which is really awesome for us. And then um, you can also follow us on Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Pinterest. You can follow us on Instagram. So, you know, there's, <laughs> we're, we're totally using social media as a as a way to, to be able to get information out about the series. Well, you got to these days. You know, there's no other way to do it. That's right. We do have a caller. Okay. So let's uh, go over to him or her. This is number 4836, last four digits. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Do you have a question yes. or a comment? I just have a comment. I had the pleasure of working with this brother back in our early years at Camp Cascom. I just wanted to give him a shout and say, proud of you, brother. Oh, wow. Okay. May, may I ask who, who this is? This is Chuck. Oh, wow. What's up? <laughs> How are you, Chuck? I'm hanging in there, brother. Wow, good to, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. I know that we just became Facebook friends, man. I I, I definitely like to catch up with you uh, offline, man. But I appreciate the support. Anytime, brother. You got it. All right, man. Continue we'll success. We'll talk soon, Chuck. Okay. All right. 
I'll put you on hold. You keep listening, okay? And that's one good thing, good thing about getting on the Blog Talk Radio is that you sometimes find people that you have lost track of or just, uh, you know, hadn't heard from for a while. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, Sorry and you know, I, 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 I'd like to say that, you know, I think, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that Chuck called in. It's been probably, you know, more than 15 years or about 15 years since I've seen wow. Chuck. You know, I had um, I had the privilege uh, because of my parents. I, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, and I grew up more specifically in the East New York section of Brooklyn. And you know, during excuse me, the eighties and, and the early nineties, it was it was a <coughs> it was a tough part of town to grow up in. But I was fortunate enough to have parents that you know saw it necessary to sort of get me out of an environment that had become normal. Uh, to me, to be able to see something else, and then uh, you know also have the opportunity to um, you, you know sort of get an appreciation for people, no matter what their circumstances were. So you know, and, and I met a lot of great people over those summers, and Chuck was one of them. And then also, you know, that that sort of is the reason why I think Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend is uh, so, you know, uh, diverse in terms of cultures reflected within the series. You know, one of the things that um, I noticed in in terms of supporting hip-hop was um, it's become a global sort of culture now. And no matter what people's socioeconomic status is or, you know, what their positions are in life, there's sort of a common thread amongst us all, and that's hip-hop. If you, you know, if you're somebody that subscribes to the culture, so it was important that that was reflected in the series. So Chris Ellison, which is the main character, you know, he has um, a group of friends which he affectionately refers to as his, as the schoolhouse crew. And these are all um, his close friends, and they're all educated and, and focused on education, and they're all academically gifted. <laughs> but they also, as people read the book, they'll realize that, each one of his friends represents a different culture. And I think that's important because, you know, we need to be able to to to, to coexist despite, you know, what our political views are, whatever our, our religion is and, and, and um, you know, the, those sort of other things that in the past have, sep- you know, created the basis of separation for us. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely one of the aspects of the series that's well-received. I totally agree with you that uh, that as a parent, we is our duty really to expose our children to multiple uh, multiple peoples and you know their religions and and uh, you know the things that they believe in. Yes, so yes. that way, they they're more rounded and and can make you know discernible decisions on on what they think about you know people in general. Right. Right. That's so, right. That's right. That's right. These are more open-minded, and and that's really what, you know, that's more healthy atmosphere for all of us. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And ultimately, this may sound cliche, but it creates a better world for all of us as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree, definitely. Which is why when you sent me your information, I said, this is is a great thing you're doing here, and I definitely support anything that is going to, uh, you know, help kids to, uh, obviously, you know, open their books and, and do some reading and uh <laughs> that, that only helps us all for the future. Yeah. 
And, and you know, uh, Patty, also I'd like to um, add, and I don't know if this call is waiting, but I'll, I'll make this quick. You know, one of the things, too, I'd like to, um, you, you know, let people know that this this also is a, a, is a classic tale of good versus evil. So, you know, and and and, I, and with that, there's a lot of comedy in the in the uh, in the series, and you know, um, um, you know some of the things that <laughs> that uh, that I said, and some of the dialogue that's that that's exchanged between Chris and his uh, arch enemy um, feedback. You know, it, it really is funny. I mean, it it definitely sort of portrays that that idea of good versus evil, but in place of you know, us being able to, to do away with the suggestive material and the, um, you know, the derogatory language, you know, we sort of make up for it in terms of, of comedy, you know. So, you know, feedback really is a, a, excuse me, a dark type uh, sorcerer. I mean, that, that, that really is what, what he is as a person. But, you know, whenever he gets his point across, he always says it in a comical way. So, you know, one of the things, you know, that was important is being able to get people to get get children to laugh too, or get young adults to laugh, and 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 truly enjoy the series as they're engaging it. And also, it, it really is not an easy read, and I stress that to to parents all the time, or whenever they're picking up the book for their children. Um, you know, I stress that it's not an easy read, and but that's on purpose. Because I think part of the process of, of educating anybody is to challenge them. So yeah. <clears throat> I challenge, you know, teens and young adults to, to say, well, you know what, I don't know what this word means, so maybe I should read this book and I should have a dictionary handy, you know. Right. So it, it that's that's done on purpose. Well, that's great. I mean, that's Trish. Stretch their knowledge, and that's, that's, that's a good right. thing. Is that, your, is that one of your ultimate goals of this budget? It is. It is. And, in fact, um, you know, a couple of months ago I was at, a, at the uh, Harlem Book Fair, and um, a lady came up with her, I think her son was probably like uh, 12 years old, <laughs> and, her, and he was so intrigued, you know, with the cover art, because, it, you know, the mm-hmm. cover art really is intriguing. It, you know, it's colorful. It's yeah, you know, it's uh, cartoony, it's catching, but, you know, one of the things that I told the mother and I told the kid is, is you know, your son might be too young for this book, but I encourage you to, to allow him to, to, to engage the read because I can guarantee that by the time he gets through this book, his vocabulary is going to be far more enriched than what it was when he came into it. And that's on purpose, too. You know, we, we I think we need to be able to... Um, you know, provide our, our children with the opportunity to sort of succeed. And I think the only way we can do that is by not us sort of continuing to go along with the status quo, but allowing us to be able to challenge them on every level, you know, and, and Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend does that. Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, it, it gets into sneaker culture and it gets into the rap culture and it gets into clothing and, you know, and all of those things because this very much is aspects of, 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 of children's lives, particularly teenagers and young adults, you know, but at the same time, if we are able to create a cohesive story that sort of create that, that you know, puts all of these pieces together into a good puzzle, then, uh, you know, I think we have something and that's what this series does. Well, here's here's a question that... that um that I have here. 
Mm-hmm. And that, uh, do you think that just uh, culture that live in you know the big cities, inner cities, would be interested interested in this in this particular project, or do you think that you have a bigger bigger appeal that you would like to reach? Absolutely not. I think it's um, it, it can touch every every um, every child. You know, no matter what their socioeconomic status is, no matter what neighborhoods they live in. Because I think one of the things that we're noticing now is is that hip hop culture is no longer just you know exclusive to the inner city. You know, it's also made its way out to the suburbs too, and the support now is is on the same scale, if not even more, than it is in in the inner city. And I think that's because one of the things that children are sort of, or, or I shouldn't say children, but young adults and teens are gravitating towards is um, is, is now there's this big component that's becoming a real popular component of uh, the hip hop culture called battle rap, and battle rap is uh, two MCs or two rappers sort of uh, battling against one another, but they're doing it with words and it's freestyle, so nothing's written, so they're coming off the top of their their head to to sort of come up with these cohesive, comprehensive, you know, uh, lyrics. To, to, to sort of battle against one another And, you know, for, if you take that for face value It seems like, well, you know, you're just saying rhymes to one another But then when you when you think about that these, these people are actually freestyling What they're saying, they're thinking about it on the spot as they're delivering I mean, that takes a great deal of mental dexterity So that in and of itself is a person that, that's, uh, you know, trained Themselves, that's training themselves to be able to, to do this. And, and to be able to do that, you need vocabulary. you got to be able to have the, you know, an idea of, of forward thinking. And then it all has to be done in a rhyming pattern. So, right. I mean, that that's really difficult. So now, you know, I say that to say that, you know, this new sport that's, that's becoming popular is something that's engaged by children in the inner city as well as uh, out in the suburbs. Um, and then also, you know, just around the world, we have, I would probably say, 25% right now of our existing fan base on Facebook is um, outside of the United States. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's a, it really is a, a testament to, you know, how global hip-hop has become and how, no, how it's no longer just relegated to the, to the inner city. Well, that's good to know. Also, you were talking about the age group, mm-hmm. and I think that the age group of, of readers are have are gotten uh, a lot younger mm-hmm. because uh, because of everything that they they see and they experience with games and TV and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, movies. Uh, for instance, I I was in a library some years ago and saw a nine year old girl pick up. The fourth Harry Potter book. I'm not sure if you know what size that is, mm-hmm. but because yeah. Goblet of yeah, Fire is over 600 pages, mm-hmm. and it's huge. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And I and I said, okay, that that's before I really got into. Uh, you know, I started reading reading first one just to see because my son was about that age, uh-huh. and I wanted wanted. And I said, something's going on here. If a if a nine year old girl can pick up this book, and actually want to read it. I want to know what is uh, what's going on with this particular series that, to cause that you know that young age should be able to think that they could even 
read right. anything that huge. Right. Uh, you know, I know I was in college and didn't want to read anything that huge. You know? I know what you mean. That's right. Because <laughs> that's a lot of time you're taking, you know. <laughs> but uh, so for them to be that interested. So, you know, I, I started from book one and read it all the way through because I wanted to know what my son was reading. Right. Absolutely. So, and that's the thing. His parents need to take some responsibility uh, to be able to say, okay, I want to, I want to know uh, what this book is about. You know, mm-hmm. then when they read it, they'll get the same messages that the kids should be getting, and so that's just a good thing because they, they, you know, when the kids start talking to them, which my my son's always often talks to me. You know, he's in college now; mm-hmm. he just got went out to college this year, and and he calls me and we talk about movies or talk about books, right. and it's because I opened that dialogue with him when he was young. Right. Right. And, and, you know, what's interesting, Patty, I think part of the reason why we see, uh, you know, such a young age, you know, or interest in such a young age for, for children, um, particularly when it came to the Harry Potter series, is because the, the, I think the par- Harry Potter s- series, in, in its introduction to the world, sort of, um, it was accompanied by this sort of um, sense of novelty that we hadn't seen in a long time up until that point, it, you know, particularly when we're looking at, when we're referring to the world of literacy. So, you know, if you looked at the cover, even if a kid never saw the movies before, but mm-hmm. but they saw the cover, it, 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 it was enough to make a, a child want to engage the book, right? And then I think once the movie started coming out, we know that the books were sort of coming out before the movies. So if a kid had an opportunity to see the first and second installments in a movie format but had never read a book and they found themselves, you know, um, deeply engaged in the story because of the movie, they couldn't wait for the next installment to come out. So if the book came out first, there was a willingness to sort of engage the book because you were just that excited to find out how the how the previous installment left off, you know. Oh, yeah. So I think you know that that's sort of you know what what really worked. <laughs> excuse me for for Harry Potter, but I think um, you know to to be honest, one of my <laughs> influence, or no, although I didn't put it down on the questions that you asked me, was you know is is J.K. Rowling because she she truly identified you know, a, a market that I think, you know, prior to the release of Harry Potter was, was underserved, you know? Yeah, yeah. She, she came out at a good time where, mm-hmm. uh, and, of course, since then, everyone's you know, still looking for the next Harry Potter. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and things are falling short of that. Yeah, uh, that's right. And I think that's because people are tempted to sort of follow in the same format. And I always say, you know, mm-hmm. Something really good or something re- or something really great can only be done one time. You know, it's yeah. you know, yeah. you can yeah. only you can only break ice one time. You can't break ice. You know, to be sure, it'll, you know, if we're talking about it literally, you know, ice freezes over and everything. But to to if you if you're trying to break into something, you can only really do it one time. After that, the novelty of it is gone. You know, you. Right. you Sort of achieve the success that you've already uh, that's already been achieved. The impact to the consumer, the impact to the world has already been achieved. So people are really not sort of gonna you know be hit with the impact of it again. It's only gonna happen one time, and she she did it. 
And that's why, you know, these other series are just not doing the same numbers because it's already been done, you know. Right, right. Regurgitated information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for something unique. Right, right. And and this is what this is what makes the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend great because there's never been a hip-hop fantasy fiction literary series before. Ever. That's so, what I was going to ask you about. So. Yeah. I and I was looking around, I couldn't find anything. But then again, you know, it uh, may not. Uh, some of these things may not be as media driven as you've been able to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you you reach out to get you know exposure. Right. You know, like like right. you got a hold of me. Right. So and, and we 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 have to. I mean, you know, I I think now that you know you and I have had this opportunity and you've granted me this opportunity, I think. You know uh, the relationship that we've created, and and uh, two years ago I I've, I've, I did um, sort of a, a radio blog tour where I did several you know shows with people when the first installment came out, Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, Pastor Grand Wizardry. But you know the, the relationship is very much symbiotic, right? It's it's like you know you're giving me the opportunity to showcase. Um, uh, you know my series or whatever my talent is or my work, and it, and in turn you know you're getting a, a, an audience and <laughs> possibly an audience that you hadn't tapped into before. So you know it, it works mm-hmm. out for both of us. Well, I know my particular readership um, likes this kind of uh, this obviously fantasy, and uh, because I do a lot of a lot of work in the fantasy world, so. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so that that, that's awesome, then. That that works perfectly. <laughs> right, when you said it's fantasy, fantasy, well, yeah, my readership's definitely all fantasy-driven. So right. uh, I had no problem at all. you got you got some uh, uh, listeners who would be interested in that. Um, something that came to mind while we were talking in that, I'm not sure if you thought, consider this, and I often do this for people and say, hey, you know, have you considered this or consider that, just, just you know, throwing it off the cuff here, mm-hmm. um, that... Uh, I know quite a few comic book stores that actually take uh, written books and sell them in their stores. Oh, okay. And your your cover definitely would appeal to uh, that subgenre. Okay. Okay. So definitely something to think about. Well, I I will, and and you know we're we're always looking for those type of opportunities where we can you know gain additional exposure. So we'll you know sure. we'll definitely uh, make that. Uh, note and and start looking into that. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, if you just send a few to you know some different ones in your area, and then you know I know ones here that in Arizona would definitely take it. Um, okay. Just because of the fact that it's different and uh, it, the, the the cover is bright enough and and it, it's got that comic book appeal to it. Right. 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 And uh, I think that it would do very well. So just another way for to be able to get out and and make it happen. That's awesome. Thank you, Patty. We'll no definitely problem. follow up on that. So, uh question is, which authors have inspired you as a reader and now as a book author? Yeah, it's it's been so many. Um I think, you know, some of the some of the ones that, that I, I really gravitated to, you know, as a kid and even as as an adult, you know, sort of because I was forced to read it in college, I, I would say, um you know, write uh uh, Ellison. That's 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 actually the reason why Chris's last name is Ellison. <laughs> um, and then um, 
you know, I, I enjoyed reading, <laughs> you know, some uh, Poe as well. But, you know, as of, as of now, like I, like I said earlier, I think um, in terms of what inspired me to sort of do Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend was J.K. Rowling. You know, I, I definitely, you know, um, credit her with a lot of my inspiration, you know, for writing Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend. Wow. Well, that should get a whole lot of people who are listening right now and say, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to, to 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 see the kind of, uh, that it, that's something I really haven't done is uh, imagine Harry Potter with uh, hip-hop. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wouldn't yeah, that be it, fun? <laughs> yeah, it would be something totally different. And, 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 and you know, like I said, it, it really appeals, you know, to an audience that, you know that that we're really um, that generally now we're finding you know children are just or I shouldn't say children but young adults are, are just not interested in reading anymore and that and that's for a number of reasons it's you know we we now live in a um, a world that's largely technologically driven so you know um, in terms of looking for a viable form of entertainment. You know, you don't, it's not like how it was back in the day where you pick up a book or you pick up a magazine and read it, or even a TV guide for that matter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Now, you know, you get on your phone, your smartphone, and go to Facebook or go to Twitter, or you're on your computer playing video games or doing the same thing, engaging social media, or you're on, you know, the Xbox or the PlayStation 3 or, you know, so, you know. Yeah, I know. I have again. I have an eighteen-year-old, so right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question is: that do you, Is your book? Somebody's asking: uh, Is your book in uh, Kindle format or on e-readers right now? Yeah, the first book is um, uh, the first. The first installment is actually Paths of. Uh, it, it's the, the the title of the series is the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, and the subtitle for the first installment is Paths of Grand Wizardry. And you can um, actually go to the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend website and uh, and uh, you know follow information on on how to get to the e-reader or you know the the, the e-version of the book for download. Or alternatively, you can just or or alternatively you can go just to, to Amazon and uh, Google the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, and the actual um, e-book format for Paths and Fan Wizardry will come up. Um, once we officially have um, the, the publication for the second installment out, it'll be the, the actual hard copy will be available in stores, and then the, the e-version will also be available, you know, um, through various, you know, um, outlets that have, you know, online outlets that that have right. the format. Mm-hmm. I did did notice that on your website you have uh, media audio books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and media audio books was just something we were trying. Um, we, we're actually in the process of revamping that. Basically, what that was was, you know, we had a great deal of people that were saying that they wanted to, they wanted to to, to engage the book, but they just didn't have time. So what we did was we went ahead and just did some um, audio recordings of the of the first book, a couple of chapters, and put them up just for people to go ahead and download at their leisure and then, you know, they can listen to it when they're, you know, on a commute in the morning or, you know, exercising or, or doing whatever, you know, that they when they would have headphones on. So that's for but we're actually in the process of redoing that. 
Um, and and because that version that's up there is is a low quality version, and we did that did a low quality version because the third party that we used to upload that they didn't uh, just you know for for space reasons they didn't allow us to upload a high quality one. But we're actually in the process of going back and going back into a professional recording studio and re-recording those audio chapters. Yeah, it, I know. How it it takes so much time though to do that. I know. know. I know. <laughs> Um, I've added your Amazon uh, Chronicles of Hip Hop Legend ebook, so that way everyone knows. Yes, he does have a Kindle, and there's your link. Mm-hmm. So that way, to only two ninety nine, you guys get in, get in there and get it. Yeah. And uh, that way, you know, it's a good read uh, for for a great price. Mm-hmm. So definitely get in there and do that. And then also too, I I, I just like to, to to let people know again, you know, the website is a, it, you know, if you if you download the ebook, you know, for two ninety nine, granted, you you know, you you're only gonna get the the full ebook for for Paths and Grand Wizardry, which is the first book, but if you order online, you know, you it, and order the actual physical copy of the book from Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, you get an advanced reading copy of the second book for free, and that book is not even in stores yet, so you're really getting two books. Um, I think for for twenty bucks, which is you know which is which is a, a good deal. Thank you, Nate. They probably, think you probably need to list that here a little bit better. Yeah. Well, it's 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 um if if you go to the uh, okay. purchase section under for traditionalists. Yeah, under the traditionalists, it 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 has that there. Okay. Yeah, it's your mm-hmm. paragraph here. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. good. Yep. Yeah, so everybody can get their, uh, you know, go on there and get you know your physical book, mm-hmm. um, which would be a good thing to do. But uh, you know, I, again, the problem is, I think that a lot of kids are reading things on their on their tele, you know, cell phones and whatnot. So right. definitely a good to engage them in multiple formats, multiple mm-hmm. media. So mm-hmm. I asked you, but yeah, so went on this website and there there you guys are. I'm going to also uh, add the purchase page to the blog here, so that way you guys will have that as well. So the more chances to to buy your, your book, the better. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. I appreciate it. Thank you, Patty. So what do you want your readership to get out of this project? You know, I, but I think what I want people to, to, to get most importantly um, – is is really what we're trying to do is is sort of use the chronicles of a hip hop legend as a as a basis of increasing and and certainly addressing the problem of uh, teen illiteracy. I mean, it's, it's, it really is a big issue um, nationally. And although you know we have children that can read, they're not reading at at a great you know young adults are not reading. <laughs> excuse me. At the at the at the at an age appropriate level, so at that point we start to get into you know what's called you know clinical um, illiteracy. So you know what we're trying to do is combat that, and 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 one of the things that we found is is that the the best way to do that is being able to to put put out a story or put forth a story that young adults and, and teens are interested in reading, one that will sort of get across the, the lessons of life, but also, you know, be a, a fun and engaging read as well. And that's what the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend legend is. And then, you know, beyond that, it, we really just want to be able to provide an alternate, an alternative um, 
entertaining read, you know, something that's totally different from, you know, what's out there now that's targeted to that demographic, which is, you know, these sort of vampiric, you know, um, love tales that are out there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. And, and uh, definitely an interesting read for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we haven't discussed this, but music. I mean, mm-hmm. the hip-hop, obviously, is a music. Absolutely. And so um, how does that play a, a role on this project? It, it, I mean, it, it it plays a big role for me. I mean, generally, what puts me in a in a good writing space is is listening to some um, um, lyrics that are that are, are, are rather poignant, um, and those come from some of my favorite artists, some of my favorite artists. So whether it's new or 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 old, as long as it's a it's a it's an MC that that has something to say and they're talking about something. And um, you know the the um, the lyrics are of substance that generally puts me in a good place. It it, it inspires me to to sort of uh, reach deep inside of myself and and in turn you know write my own form of lyrics. And let, except my lyrics come out in paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know? <laughs> well, good. Uh, I noticed that uh, artwork of, mm-hmm. uh, plays a role in your project. Right. Uh, who works on that with you? Well, you know, like I was saying earlier, um, Chronicles of the Hip Hop Legend started out as a as a, a comic book series, and it was it was three of us. It was myself, um, a, a childhood friend of mine. Well, both uh, two childhood friends of mine, um, Chad Statton and Wong Dowling, and together we we sort of came up with Chronicles of the Hip Hop Legend. I, I had the idea one day. And and this sort of goes back to your previous question in terms of you know how music plays a part um, in 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 Chronicles of the Hip Hop Legend or in the series. It was actually a song by LL Cool J on his um, Mr. Smith album, which was released in 1996. He had a um, sort of a song that that was an ode to hip hop. And that song was what inspired me to sort of come up with Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend. But you know, moving forward, you know, Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend being a comic book series, we had all of these, um, you know, this art material and and things for the series. And then when Wong passed away, we was left with sort of this this body of just great artwork, you know. <laughs> and we wanted to figure out how we could be able to to use it. In you know this being a literary series now, so one of the things that Chaz and I decided was, you know, for as long as we're putting these books out, um, you know, we're gonna you know just pull from this old artwork and 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 make it as a part of the cover. That way, we can always keep Wong a part of whatever we're doing. So we like to think of it as his his sort of his posthumous contributions to to the literary series now. Well, great. What does your uh, family think about your project? Oh, they love it. They love it. I, I have um, uh, I'm married. I this year I would I would be married for 12 years, and my wife and I have um, have four sons. So my sons are really, really, really excited about Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, particularly my oldest. They, they're always giving me ideas about. Um, you know how various chapters in the book should unfold, how the story should unfold, what feedback should do, what Chris should do, 
what uh, HBX on the cyborg should should be doing, and you know things like that. So they enjoy it, and um, you know they, in their room they have chronicles of the hip hop legend posters all over the place. So <laughs> you know they, they're, they're really excited. They're they're big supporters of the series. Wow. That's just terrific. It's always great to have uh, your family support you and, and anything that you do. Absolutely. So on the printing, uh, we haven't talked about printing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone. Uh, are you going the self-publishing route, and and how is that working for you? And how what things have you found uh, that you had a problem with uh, based on what you were you were you guys were producing? Self-publishing is, is is what we've done. We've done that, you know, all, all along since we decided that we wanted to to make this into a literary series. We used one company that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name them because I, I really don't think they're worthy of of getting any type of notoriety. But uh, I, I went with with this company who shall remain nameless, and they did absolutely nothing for me, but but took my money. So we we did that the first first time. And it didn't work out well, so we decided to republish the book under our own um, uh, publishing company. And um, you know, the, the the work that it takes is, is obviously a lot, and the uh, processes involve, uh, uh, you know, you know, heavy on time. But it, you know, the results are, are extremely rewarding. So that that makes it all worth it, and it balances, you know, balances everything out. Well, no one thing is education. <laughs> yeah, that's being right. A, being in this kind of business is definitely an education. It is. And, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't don't know uh, enough when they get into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the other things I, I like to like in this industry too, and I tell everybody this anytime they, I have this conversation with them, and this is for all your listeners that might be thinking about self-publishing now. The music industry has has sort of had a, have as of recent it, it's had a, a paradigm shift, right? It's, people have now decided to go the route the, the route largely of of doing things independently. And granted, you know the, the processes involved to get your music put out independently, you know, are, are, are harder, and you got to put more of yourself into it because you don't have a big machine backing you. But the rewards in every way are so much more rewarding because you don't have a middleman or you don't have anybody that you have to answer to. And the publishing industry is the same way now. The publishing industry has has also seen a paradigm shift. People are now not necessarily going through agents and then subsequently looking to, to, to be signed to major publishing companies because the deals are just not there anymore. So people are now, you know, going the process of, of independently publishing and putting their work out there on their own, and and now with you being able to to purchase distribution um, through some of the big di- distribution companies like Ingram, you really don't need a a, a major backing you now, you know. And then right. all of the proceeds come to you; you don't have to answer to anybody. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, it it's, it's a shift in the winds. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, for even five years ago when I started this, it's right. definitely it's totally morphed and changed. Mm-hmm. That's but, you right. know, just like your comic book morphed into uh, you know a bigger, stronger book mm-hmm. and book series. That's the same thing with the publishing industry. We find that we have to we have to change constantly and 
marketing changes, um, <laughs> changes That's like right. the wind blows, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That is right. Finding that right thing, uh, that right combination uh, to get your word out is is a tough thing to do on a constant basis. It is. It is. But I think, you know, like you said, you, 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 you hit the nail right on the head. You, you have to be willing and open, you know, to change because things are always changing and things are evolving, always always moving in different directions, and you have to you have to be willing to, to make those changes too, and and uh, be flexible enough to embrace them and and learn new processes that are that are coming in place. You know, definitely, definitely, we 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 have to be the sheet on that line, you know, that moves with the wind. Otherwise, That's right. That's right. You know, if you're down, it's uh, you know, we break. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, anything else you want to share with us? Because I'm at the end of my particular questions. Okay. Well, well, uh, um, I'd, I'd like to say thank you, Patty. I appreciate this op- opportunity. It's been an awesome time being able to speak with you um, and engage in this dialogue, <clears throat> not just about the chronicles of a hip-hop legend, but you know, the publishing industry, um, you, you know, uh, teens reading, the importance of it, and and uh, my beloved culture of hip hop, uh, you know, I appreciate you know you granting this opportunity to me, and not just to me, but the you know many people that you have on your show. You know, these type of platforms give us an awesome opportunity that otherwise we you know either we wouldn't be afforded or it's hard for us to come across. You know, oh, yeah. so I appreciate. Yeah, it's, it. Thank it's you. a terrific thing that we can now do. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, technology has just really uh, helped us all to be able to connect, and right. uh, you know, so sometimes for uh, most of the time for the better. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That is right. But um, you know, it, again, everybody that that's listening, um, you know, I appreciate every, appreciate everybody listening, and you know, um, I encourage everyone to to check out the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend. Um, to read more about the series, if you want to just read a synopsis about the series, um, you could go to uh, chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com. We have um, a synopsis on the series, and we also have the synopsis, um, you know, for each installment. The first uh, installment in the series is called Paths of Grand Wizardry. That's currently out for purchase, um, um, you know, through any of your major book retailers or, you know, Amazon online or, or chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com. And then the second installment is also um, set for release this this coming holiday season, and that one is entitled Cipher and the Lost Relic of Pangea's Core. So I encourage everyone to, to check that <laughs> well, one out as well. That's that's an interesting uh, title right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know we we have to be able to to be totally expressive and and use words. Like I you know Patty, like I said, I can't draw, but I, I like to really think of words as my marker or my pencil, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's with words that I'm able to paint pictures. So I, I you know, I, I, I enjoy that. And, you know, in, in every opportunity I get, I like to, to sort of, to, to be able to reflect what it is I'm trying to do or reflect the story or the direction that it's going in through the words. So, um, you know, that's why it, it, we have those <laughs> type of titles. I did get a question here on Facebook from somebody sure. who wanted to know what your education level was because they find you very eloquent. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, I, you know, I went to um, went to college. I actually went to a school in uh, in New York City. Um, and the funny thing is, I went um, my back right out of high school. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So believe it or not, I actually went to school for mortuary science for a little bit. Um, <laughs> and that didn't work out too well. I stayed there for probably um, you know two, two no two semesters, and then I ended up transferring. Just you know after going, I had a lab one one day, and it didn't work out well. The lab, uh, yeah, just long story. <laughs> and I ended up transferring, and and I continued my studies and uh, uh, completed my studies in um, in uh, criminal justice. So it was, um, you know, it, it, at the time I was, I, I'd like, I had wanted to be a police officer, but I've come to find out, you know, writing was my calling. So that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're we're happy for that. We're happy yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. So there's a question that I always have at the end of the show, and sure. uh, what it does is it helps people understand the particular author better. With your answer. The question is, now that you have successfully slain the dragon, how will you celebrate? You know what, Patty? I don't. I, I don't think I've actually uh, gotten to that point yet. So I think you know to sort of answer your question and to sort of remain in line with it. I'll say this: I'm looking for more dragons to slay. There you go. <laughs> And being from the fantasy, uh, you know, the fantasy genre that you are, I would bet nothing out, nothing less than more dragons. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Absolutely, absolutely. And we, we, you know, we we we're up for the challenge. There you go. There you go. <laughs> don't let it, don't let it get you down, because I think that uh, this this business can be hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, you know, the rewarding parts are are more than they used to be. Right. Um, and so it's. It's just sticking with it. It's That's got right. To be persevering. That's right. And it's it's all about passion too. You know that oh, those of us that have truly um, been fortunate enough to identify our passion, whatever it is, you know, wherever it lies, you know, we 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 get to a point where you where you come to a realization that you know your passion is uh is is defined. When you can say to yourself, "I truly enjoy what I'm doing," I, I truly enjoy what I'm doing, and there's not enough hours in the day to do what I truly enjoy to do, you know. Yeah. And that's how that's I know that I've 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 come uh, upon my passion because there's just never enough hours in the day for me to to deal with chronicles of a hip hop legend. <laughs> <laughs> And that is, that is the case. If you have somebody typing something, so hang on here. Okay. Don't want to lose them because whatever they're typing, I want to make sure to just pass that on to you. Okay. But, uh, see if there's any other questions. Is this... Oh, uh, Chucky Miller says continue success. So he wanted to give you that message. Okay. Well, I pre- thanks a lot, Chuck. And, and you know, I'm gonna. Chuck and I are gonna have the opportunity to speak. That's a that's a, a, a old dear friend of mine. So, <laughs> like I said, we just reconnected on Facebook. So we'll we'll have the opportunity to catch up some. So Chuck, I'll I'll I'll, I'll reach out to you. I'll send you a direct message or something. That probably his message to you to remind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So get busy and get out there and get some sales, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, Patty, thanks again. I appreciate it, and, and, and much success to you as well. I will be sending you this show so that way you can embed it. I'll send you the code as well as you know, the link is still going to be there, but the code will be uh, it's an embedded code that you can put on your website or wherever you want to use it, okay? Okay. So, and that, yeah, well, that'll be later tonight. I'll be able to send that to you. Okay. That'll be awesome. Well, well thanks again, it. Patty. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> there you go. That's right. And and you know what? That's that you know that that's one of the the things that we we have to be conscious about. And this is anybody that's doing anything independently. You know, these opportunities are truly the ones that 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 sort of bulk up that um that sort of you know press kit that you have. So you know these are valuable, and I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. With that, I'm gonna say good night. Thank you, Patty. Good night, and good night to the listeners. Night, Derek. Bye bye. Well, that was Derek, and obviously, Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend. And you guys still have the information there for a little while on the chat, so that way you can click and get over to his website and take a look at what he's doing there. Definitely a good thing to uh, be able to experience. Again, you'll have fun just looking at his website. It's uh, it's definitely you know it's 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 a genre. Of looking. So you got some great artwork to be able to see. So with that, we also got something going on here I wanna wanna let everyone know. I uh, will be putting out these questions and answers uh that he gave us in full on uh my blog. So that way you guys will have that. Uh it's not quite up yet because I got I got them uh a little later. But I will definitely be putting up that on let me give you the azpublishingservices.blogspot.com. I'll put that right on there so that way you guys can read his his answers. Were a little different uh, this time than they were uh, on that he sent me. So definitely want to get on there and take a look at it uh, later because I'll be finishing that up. And on. On this Friday, <laughs> during crazy weekend, uh, this Friday starts it kicks off a, a long, long Halloween weekend. Uh, but it starts with when it's not Halloween oriented at all, and that is uh, Greg Lundberg's going to be talking with us about ebook, uh, developing ebooks, publishing ebooks for under three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, he's got the book to prove it and has the numbers. And so he, we're going through a lot of that and talking to him on Friday. Uh, this Friday, October 26th from 5.30, Arizona time, which is also happens to be Pacific time. So, because Arizona doesn't move any of his clocks. So we're we're just, you know, we're rebels that way. So uh, we, we don't change anything. So 5.30, 6.30, Arizona and Pacific time. And that'll be on Friday. And also, we're going to be doing a a show out at, uh, but I'm probably running it later, so I'll let you know about that. We've got a lot of uh, virtual book tours on the blog. we got one for Greg Lundberg to discuss what we're going to be doing on Friday, what we're talking about. And, of course, the one I'm putting up right now for, for Derek. And then on uh, Friday, I've also got a brand new one up for Lynn Boston and his brand new book, second book in the series, and we're finishing up. 
and uh, anyone who's into fantasy and also into adventure, which of course I love the two together. Uh, they've got a real uh, Indiana Jones feel to it. Uh, definitely a second book in the series. You need to come by and and take and read some of what he's got going on. And we'll be talking to him next week, uh, Lynn Boston, about his second book. And virtually, I have pretty much on a, a virtual book tour stop on my blog every day this week and next week. So you guys need to get on there and definitely read about all these wonderful authors and their books as we got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, and then Friday, uh, Thursday, next Thursday, we also got another show with Norm Jones. Uh, he's the author of the very controversial Apocalypse Survival Guide, Charting New Bible Prophecy. And the Apocalypse Survival Guide, we've been talking about prepping uh, for the coming end years and times, so definitely want to you know come in and listen to that. 5.30 to 6.30 Arizona time, again, same at same Pacific time. And then Friday, next Friday, November 2nd, we're already in November, can you believe it, people? Uh, 5.30 to 6.30, we're on with Jeff Johnson, and he's had a wonderful book on, on dogs and how to train them and, and uh, you know, his his experiences with his, with his uh, dogs. So it should be a fun show. Maybe we'll even be able to talk to some dogs. So that'll be Friday, next Friday, um, November 2nd. And then we're doing something with this with the Avondale Writers Conference. I'll be talking from out there uh, in that's Avondale, Arizona, November 3rd. Uh, not sure what time I'm going to run that show yet. It'll be probably in mid mid-morning. And then we have a Steampunk Masquerade Ball that night. I'm probably going to just run a uh, question and answers and then put that up on Sunday. So we've got a lot of really cool stuff going on. And, uh, and of course, this really goes to show that we're really ramping up here. We've got, um, I got, you know, three parties that, that I'm going to uh, this weekend. And I had to, had to pass up two. <laughs> had to pass up two because I already said yes to others. So it's, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you guys be safe out there. You know, Halloween is coming up on Wednesday, next Wednesday, and you know, you be safe. That's uh, the name of the game. It's a lot of fun out there, but you got to be safe. So, with that, I'm going to say good night. As soon as I find my butt things, yeah, I'm going to say good night. And this is Patty Holstrand, and this is KWAD Radio signing out for the day. And again, I will see you guys and listen to you guys again on this Friday, so definitely write up some questions that you want to ask somebody who is definitely in the know on how to develop uh, e-books for less. (laughs) 